PTJ podcasts are made possible by the American Physical Therapy Association. Physical therapists diagnose and treat people of all ages with all types of health conditions to help keep them moving and functioning in daily life. I think regardless of who is elected president, the enhanced funding for federal research is going to happen. There is no federal definition of what constitutes disability research. This is an area that we have to really spend time considering because our future is at stake. It's a target of opportunity for us in the future. Welcome to this PTJ discussion, Beyond Election 2008, Disability Research Needs in the United States. In the context of the recent Institute of Medicine report, The Future of Disability in America, Dr. Alan Jetty, Dr. Anthony Delito, and Justin Moore analyze the disability research challenges facing the next administration. Here is our moderator, Dr. Rebecca Craik. Hello, my name is Rebecca Craik and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Physical Therapy. I have the pleasure of having three wonderful people here today with me. Anthony Delito is the current chair of PTJ Steering Committee and a former editorial board member. He is also professor and chair of the Department of Physical Therapy at the University of Pittsburgh. Most recently, Tony was the 39th Mary McMillan lecturer. Part of that talk said, knowing how badly our healthcare system performs and how it does not appear that there is universal agreement that we are getting our bang for the buck, it would be very easy for us to sit back and be satisfied with the status quo. We also have with us Alan Jetty, who is Professor of Health Policy and Management at Boston University School of Public Health and directs Boston University's Health and Disability Research Institute. Dr. Jetty chaired the Institute of Medicine study, The Future of Disability in America. This report that was published in 2007 updates developments that have occurred since 1991 and highlights future disability priorities for the nation. We also have with us Justin Moore, who's the director of the Federal Government Affairs Program for the American Physical Therapy Association. I'm going to begin by saying, regardless of who is in the White House following the November election, what are the disability research needs? So, Alan, since you wrote this elegant and remarkably important report, can you begin by talking about what the Institute of Medicine report told us about research priorities? Let me start, Becky, by clarifying for the listeners the Institute of Medicine study. This was a study that was commissioned by the Centers for Disease Control as well as the National Institute of Disability and Rehabilitation Research and the National Center for Medical Rehabilitation Research, and they were interested in having a study done to look at progress that the nation has made around disability in America since its initial seminal study in 1991. Directions for research were one of a host of priority areas that the committee that I chaired was asked to address. And so I'm going to focus on some of the major findings with respect to disability research just to get us started. In the IOM report from 2007, the committee focused on several findings that emerged from our study. One, for those of us who are involved in disability research, this one comes as no surprise. The disability research enterprise in the United States is substantially underfunded. 
funding has in fact decreased in some notable areas since the turn of the century. One of the other findings is that the disability research enterprise at the federal level is extremely fragmented with multiple agencies involved, with poor coordination, with no agency maintaining a government-wide database on disability research, which makes it extremely difficult to even know how much of the federal research dollar is invested in disability research. Therefore, a very simple question like how much progress has been made since 1991 is challenging to answer because of the fragmentation. The other problem that the committee pointed out was a problem that was pointed out in 1991 as well, and that is there is no federal definition of what constitutes disability research. Every agency defines it differently, they count it differently, and it makes it very challenging to assess. So let me stop there and um, let others speak. I can add something. That, the IOM report created a major unifying factor for advocacy groups, such as the American Physical Therapy Association, but also physician and patient groups to make a case for the next president to focus on disability and rehab research. This has resulted in a coalition coming together called the Disability and Rehab Research Coalition that has submitted papers to both candidates to make the case for the need to build on the work being done in rehab research and to increase the federal investment in disability and rehab research. This coalition has taken the findings of the future of disability in America and used that as a springboard to try to get the candidates to focus on the fact that disability is no longer a minority issue in this country and that we need to invest in that to make healthcare reform work. Nicely said, Justin. Tony, is there anything? Well, I think one of the issues is you're making the statement where the disability or rehabilitation research is underfunded, and you have an advocacy response to that, which is to increase the funding to it. But then we also have the efficiency of the funding for this. And, and I wonder how we reconcile those. What do we do first? Do we find a way to more efficiently spend the money, or do we put more money into the problem? Well, you know, your question, Tony, does provide me with a segue to what the committee recommended. Not surprisingly, the committee recommended that both need to be done in their formal recommendations. There were several specific recommendations. For example, the committee felt very strongly that the federal government needed to invest in the Interagency Committee on Disability Research, which many people don't realize exists today because although it was authorized by Congress some years ago, it's very poorly funded and not terribly functional. The IOM committee felt very strongly that this body needed to be authorized and funded to do some critical tasks to move the disability research program forward. They needed to be the body that periodically inventoried disability research that was being funded at the federal level. 
Now, to do that, they needed to come up with a common definition of what constitutes disability research so that all federal agencies would use the same definition in inventorying the research in their portfolio that focused on disability. We also charged the interagency committee to be funded to identify underserved and duplicative areas of research so that resources could be shifted accordingly and to develop priorities and mechanisms that would incentivize federal agencies to collaborate together on disability research. You know, current funding in rehab research at NIH is about $300 million of a $29 billion budget, and that is significantly out of sync with the needs in society. We have to be more comprehensive and coordinated in our approach to addressing disability and rehab research. And the Disability and Rehab Research Coalition recommends several things that are consistent with the IOM report. There is a development of a comprehensive government-wide strategic plan for disability and rehab research, and that would address several of the efficiency questions, common definitions, common classifications. I really appreciate the attention to the organizational structure. It's clear that it's broken, but I guess I'm wondering whether there were any recommendations for research priorities. Did the Institute of Medicine report identify any research needs and or priorities? There was. um, One was the role of environmental factors. And the recognition there was that this is an area that has not been funded well in the past and that it could have important impacts in the lives of individuals with disabilities. The second was interventions that focused on the prevention and the reduction of inactivity and restrictions in an individual's level of participation. A third area was improving the evidence base for preventing secondary conditions for individuals with disabilities. Another area was a focus on assistive technologies and universal design technologies. And then finally, in the policy area, improved research on developing risk adjustment models for use in health insurance plans because of concerns about adverse selection bias for individuals with disability. Thank you, Ellen. So basically, there's a true emphasis on care not cure, in these five points that you've raised. In reading the report from 1991, the original report, there was a statement about how broken the system was at that time and a cry for coordination across agencies for rehabilitation research. I guess what I'm hearing you say from the 2007 report, we still have a broken system. I don't want to sound cynical, but Do you really believe that this report is going to affect change? We were very explicit in the report in pointing out the many areas where progress has not been made since 1991. So it's a fair question. I think the creation of this coalition that Justin is talking about is an example of a direct effect of the report and its existence that could lead to change. So I'm very heartened to hear about the creation of that coalition and have great hopes for it. 
The other thing that I would mention is that the Institute of Medicine is very active in creating mechanisms for affecting change, and they are in the process of creating a roundtable on disability, which will involve many of the federal agencies that are relevant to the area of disability, including disability research. To build on that, I think um, I would describe it as the 91 report put a spotlight on the issue. The 2007 report is a call to action, and that is why one of the tangible outcomes so far of that report is this collection of over 30 patients, provider, and physician groups coming together to really try to put a body behind this to try to implement some of the recommendations outlined in the report. Thank you very much, Justin. So I'm going to summarize again the major points that are related to specific directions for research, and they were the role of environmental factors, developing interventions that facilitate individuals' participation in society decreasing secondary conditions, improving assistive technology, and finally, risk adjustment models. So, Tony, I would ask you whether you agree, disagree, or would like to expand upon those as primary research priorities. I'm troubled a little bit with what is the cost-effectiveness of rehabilitation services. With regard to the Institute of Medicine's report, where would cost-effectiveness fit in to those priorities? Cost-effectiveness was mentioned in the context of the report in the discussion of each of these five areas. So it's one of the types of research that needs to be done in each of these areas. I think it's a fair point to be emphasized. It's in the report. It wasn't highlighted, and so it's good that you do put the spotlight on that, Tony. I think another thing that we can be doing is to take advantage of some of the initiatives that are already in place that really are designed to improve the efficiency of the research dollar. The translational research initiatives that are in place right now at the NIH are great examples of that. If we play our cards right, we can hope for a greater amount of money going to the NIH. I'd love to see $300 million turn into $600 million, but what I'd really also like to see is us gaining a larger share of the rest of the money. I think by enhancing our effort in the areas of these initiatives in place already at the NIH, we stand a better chance of getting a bigger share of that money. I agree. I think Tony makes just an excellent point. We've gotten much better at playing with other people who do research, and I think we need to do even more. It's a formula for success. I think if we also look ahead and try to address some of the major issues that both candidates are trying to also address in their platforms. They talk about trying to get practitioners to follow better the evidence that's out there. You know, we keep hearing this term, 50% of the people out there get the care they're supposed to get, which, again, translates to 50% of the people out there don't get the care they're supposed to get. And I think the whole area of implementation research is an area that every single translational research center in the country right now is falling short on. And I believe, again, we can have a huge role in that area, and it's a target of opportunity for us in the future. So I would ask, how will the $300 million of the $29 billion budget that we currently have with addressing research needs be changed? Both candidates have indicated an interest in enhancing federal funding for research. 
neither have dove into the question of specifically enhancing funding for disability or rehab research. Specifically, Senator Obama has made a commitment to redouble NIH funding over the next 10 years. Senator McCain's approach has been a little more across all federal agencies, and he has indicated an interest in enhancing federal funding for basic science research, both at NIH and throughout other federal agencies. One comment that I would make is when we look at what happened during the 1990s, when the federal government increased resources provided to the National Institutes of Health, this created not only an increase in funding of basic science, but it also led to a substantial increase in funding of disability research. I wouldn't fault the candidates personally if they don't emphasize on this area. I would look more at whether or not we would see a likelihood of increased funding for the National Institutes of Health, which recently have really been cut back. If the NIH gets increased funding, that's going to help disability researchers as well. And I agree with that. I think the coalition has been focused on rising water will lift all boats. And so recommitment to funding NIH and other federal agencies is the first step. Both candidates have indicated strongly that they see that as a priority. And congressional leaders, such as Senator Harkin and Senator Specter, have already started this debate. In July of 2008, they introduced a supplemental appropriations bill that would inject $5.2 billion in NIH. And that figure was specifically to put the agency back on track of the progress it made in the 90s. The other area that I would mention has to do with enhancing research capacity in both rehabilitation and in disability research. One of the unintended consequences of the cutbacks in funding at the federal level for research in general is that we've put in jeopardy the careers of some of our most promising researchers of the next generation. Both candidates appear to be aware of this, and I think it's going to be critical if we're going to maintain and enhance the capacity for research in this area that we need more funding so people will stay in these careers and not go into other areas. I'm very concerned about that. And I would echo that by saying the other concern from a physical therapist perspective is that it's very difficult to get new graduates to consider embarking on a Ph.D. career faced with little opportunity to be funded and the huge debt burden. So I agree with you that this is an area that we have to really spend time considering because our future is at stake. Well, from a physical therapy point of view, one of the strategies in tough times that I have seen to be quite successful is funding centers of excellence that become incubators for the researchers of tomorrow to work with more seasoned, experienced, and funded senior researchers. And I think that model enables one to help junior investigators survive during lean times. So I would ask, do any of you have a final comment that you would like to make? Justin, we'll start with you. I think regardless of who is elected president, that enhanced funding for federal research is going to happen. Both candidates have been very aware that we can no longer continue to statically fund our federal agencies involved in research. 
And I think that's a positive step of both candidates. Alan, would you like to make a comment? Well, my final comment would be from the Institute of Medicine perspective, I would agree with Justin. I think one of the major themes of the report is a call to action. And the committee was trying to emphasize that disability is not uh, destiny and that the future of disability in the United States will depend in large part on how our country responds to the challenges and the kinds of actions we take. So I think there's great promise for the years ahead but in large part, it will depend on the kinds of actions our society takes and the kinds of demands our citizens make of our society going forward. And finally, Tony, would you like to sum up? Well, I think both candidates have addressed plans, but both candidates in their plans have clearly articulated the challenges that our healthcare system is facing right now. And I think our success in the future is going to largely depend on how well we adapt. I think both plans offer opportunity for us, and the opportunity is going to lie in how well we can position ourselves to solve some of the issues that are out there. This has been a really enlightening discussion. I have really enjoyed it, and there are two themes that came out for me. One is Alan's comment about disability is not a destiny. I think that is a a wonderful way to sum up the direction that rehabilitation research is attempting to go. And the other is Tony's emphasis on cost-effectiveness, regardless of what type of research we do in the future. I think what's remarkably important is that we look at cost-effectiveness. We can't move forward without becoming accountable. So thank you all. I really appreciate the time that you spent today. To read the report brief of the IOM report, The Future of Disability in America, go to the Institute of Medicine's website www.iom.edu and search for The Future of Disability in America. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Science Audio, online at www.scienceaudio.net. We welcome your feedback. Email ptj at scienceaudio.net or leave a voicemail at 626-593-7825. Visit PTJ online at www.ptjournal.org.